2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: All right, final hour here on The Lake Show. Law enforcement, police, I respect and appreciate the hard work that they do every single day. Every single day. But knowing the job that they, that they do and what they're tasked with, knowing the dangers of the job, police officers, law enforcement, because of the uniqueness of what they do, the position that they hold, knowing that they're putting their lives on the line to protect and serve everybody, that will forever be applauded. I don't think that people should ever um, look down on police work Uh, when good police are doing their job. Now, of course, um, do I think that the reputation of police has been tainted for a while with a lot of these different um, police brutality cases and stuff like that and and just very unfortunate situations? No question. No question. But as much as George Floyd's murder um, tainted the reputation of law enforcement from coast to coast, whether you like it or not, regardless of what has happened in all type of various different um, police brutality cases, uh, abuse of power, you can you can look at all of them. I'm not sure that they rise to the level of what we saw with Uvalde in Texas and that school shooting. The failure for law enforcement to do their job that day um, it, its something, it's, it's hard to fathom, okay? And I don't need to preface it, uh, but I will anyway, just for the sake of people out there that hear what they want to hear. Rational people that look at police work and law enforcement know the difficulty that they encounter on a day-to-day. Everybody knows that they put their lives on the line. They signed up to do that job. That day, that fateful day in Texas, at that school, law enforcement did the Citizens there of Duvaldi a disservice. They had an opportunity to save lives and elected not to. And that's something that is beyond problematic. That can never happen again. I'm not saying that a police officer running into a classroom where there's an assailant and a criminal with a gun that's just... Slaughtering children is something that you woke up on that day and you wanted to encounter, because we know you didn't. But your job was to go into that classroom at Rob Elementary School and put your life on the line. That that was your, that was your job, and the, and nobody was willing to do that. And for seventy seven minutes, which. I, I, I can't fathom seven minutes. I can't fathom five minutes. 77 minutes. Police officers were in a hallway while the gunman did whatever he wanted. And so this is back in the news because the Department of Justice, they have finished their report. And it was pretty comprehensive. Once it was like 500 pages, giving an accounting of what the police did and did not do on May 24th of uh, 2022. Acted with no urgency, like that stands out when you look at the report. Acted with quote no urgency in establishing a command post and communicated incorrect information to grieving families. The department of justice has stated today, they've never seen a failure like this with law enforcement. I mean, there was even like video of some of the officers in the hallway, just kind of like laughing Uh, like that hurts my heart, man. That hurts my heart. And, um, we all know, and I don't have to tell you guys, this is totally unacceptable, but, but take a listen to Mayor Garland here, U.S. Attorney General, talking about what we all know, that the loved ones of these children and the three teachers as well that died, they deserve better.
0: Last night, I met with some of the survivors and the loved ones of the victims of the horrific mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. I came here to tell them that the United States Department of Justice has finished its critical incident review. In undertaking this review at the request of the then mayor, the Justice Department committed to using our expertise and independence to assess the law enforcement response to the shooting and to provide guidance moving forward. As I told families and survivors last night, The department's review concluded that a series of major failures, failures in leadership, in tactics, in communications, in training, and in preparedness, were made by law enforcement lawyers and others responding to the mass shooting at Robb Elementary. As a result, 33 students and three of their teachers, many of whom have been shot, were trapped in a room with an active shooter for over an hour as law enforcement officials remained outside. I also told the families and survivors how deeply sorry I am for the losses they suffered that day and for the losses they have suffered every day since. I told them that the priority for the Justice Department in preparing this report has been to honor the memories of those who were taken from them. And I told the families gathered last night what I hope is clear among the hundreds of pages and thousands of details in this report. Their loved ones deserve better. The law enforcement response at Robb Elementary School on May 24, 2022, and in the hours and days after, was a failure that should not have happened. We hope to honor the victims and the survivors by working together to try to prevent anything like this from ever happening again, here or anywhere.
3: All right, so that was uh, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. But there was, to to me, the the other piece that was so heartbreaking, um, and you're going to hear Merrick Garland's response coming up, is he is asked a question by reporters. Or, or reporters, one specific reporter in the room, about could lives have been saved um, if they had of just tried to go into the room when, when immediately when everything was going down?
0: I think the report concludes that had the law enforcement agencies followed generally accepted practices in an active shooter situation and gone right after the shooter to stop him, lives would have been saved, and people would have survived.
3: Lives would have been saved. And people would have survived. I, I, I'm I, not going to even pretend to act like. um, Like I can understand the. Being scared. If you're a police officer to to. Be like, hey, look, my mortality is up against it. If I run into that room, I might take one. The job is the job. And sitting in a hallway while a gunman is slaughtering children in a classroom, um, that just bothers me, man. It makes me feel a certain way.
4: It it absolutely does, and and it should. Out of all of these things, out of all of the failures that – We've seen the failure to take courageous action that is intentional neglect, like failure to establish standard operating procedures, failure to secure the crime scene. All of that is just sloppy. That is sloppy and it's unprofessional. But when you've got a failure to take courageous action and you did not go into these rooms because you believed these children were already dead. It, it, it is mind-blowing. And to- I don't
3: even believe that. I think that that's an intentional lie.
4: It's a cop-out.
3: That, that's, I'm, I'm going to tell you why that's an intentional lie, at least in my opinion. It's because when you continue to hear shots over the duration of that amount of time, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, there's no way in the world that you believe that.
4: No, no. You, you know that something is going on there. If we can see it on the video— you should be able to recognize that. But you can't be scared. You can't be in that situation. It's it's human nature to be nervous, to be scared. It's okay to be yes, scared. Yes, that's
3: human nature. It, it, yes. it is, it's okay to be yes. scared. But, it but is, you know what you got to do.
4: You, you got to go in there, protect and serve. Protect and serve like it, it if i was a parent and i heard this and i saw this i am beyond livid i am beyond sick i am absolutely steaming at the very fact that the cowardness of this police department And their unwillingness to step up and protect children was secondary to protecting themselves. If my child was a victim because you were afraid to go in there and protect and serve, then you are not fit for anything in law enforcement. You are not fit to be in a position of control or power if you cannot be there to protect innocent
3: children. Children. I, I, I just I, I think that of all the things that I think about with law enforcement, of all the things with family members in law enforcement, with a mm-hmm. ton of friends in law enforcement, mm-hmm. right? I don't think I ever would have thought that I'd ever see something like this in terms no. of in terms. Of, no, I'm dead serious. No, no, no. Like, I, like, I, I know you. You don't. Like, something like this doesn't there, happen. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that feel a certain way about police brutality or they feel a certain way about what, you know, all, you know, all the bad stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, and to, to me, like I separate things. Like if I see um, a story that involves, you know, a rogue cop or a bad cop, whatever. I look at it as that, right? You
4: compartmentalize. I, yes, yes, I don't,
3: I don't, I don't do the blanket. All cops are bad, or what? But I never in my life thought that I would have a situation like this, mm. where you have a group, a collection of law enforcement officers that wouldn't go in to save the day. I just I I I would never have fathomed that.
4: Yeah. And you see, it's like there are all of these excuses that they're trying to put out there. We were trying to follow a certain procedure. You know, we were not informed about this. We were doing this. It's like enough of that. And I'm with you, Henry. I'm very closely connected to law enforcement here in the cities. And I know that this is. This is the first time, thankfully, the first time in my almost fifty years that I've heard of something like this happening.
3: Well, this is the second time for me, at least, that I've heard of. Some, well, the, the, the we had the uh, the 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 school in Florida with the re- resource officer. Oh, Parkland, Parkland, yeah. right? Remember, he didn't go; he retreated. He didn't go into the um school. Remember?
4: Y- yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. I guess I'm thinking about a, a whole.
3: Well, police department. Yeah, no, no, I'm no. Just, no. Just, I, yeah. I know.
4: I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that was. You know, that was a. Yeah, it was
3: less. It was. It was less in terms of numbers, but nonetheless, I mean, like when you, it doesn't matter if you got, if there's ten of you or if it's one of you, you, you got to go in. If if you
4: have the badge, I would imagine there's a certain amount of responsibility. You can't just play police officer and have all of the. You know, have all of the admiration of people without having to do the work.
3: That's part of the admiration is that you are putting your, you know what I'm saying? You're in it. Yes.
4: Yeah. This is failure to take courageous action. I mean, that is about, I mean, that's saying you're, you're chicken. And, I mean, you can be a lot of things if you're a police officer, but you cannot be afraid to go in there and save children.
3: Yep. 651-461-9226. Coming up next, we have word on the street right here on The Lake Show.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All
3: right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Word on the street. We're going to go through pretty quickly because we have other items that we want to get into coming up next.
4: A really interesting story here, Henry, about to LeVar Burton. He made a shocking discovery about his bloodline here in America, namely that he's actually part white and that one of his ancestors was part of the Confederacy. The Reading Rainbow vet was featured in a recent episode of PBS's Finding Your Roots, where host Henry Louis Gates Jr. laid out LeVar's family tree dating back centuries and pinpointing a white dude from back in the 1800s as his great-great-grandfather. Long story short, Burton's great-grandma on his mom's side, a woman named Mary Sills, had listed her dad as being a black man named Louis Sills, but DNA tests show that isn't true. Instead, of the data shows her biological father was a Caucasian farmer from the South named James Henry Dixon, who'd actually fathered children with an unnamed black woman who was born into slavery. Even more surprising, Dixon had served in the Confederate Army as a teen during the Civil War, so technically he was a defender of slavery at the time. In response to the news, LeVar said he had conflicting feelings, explaining, quote, there's some conflict rolling inside of me right now, but oddly enough, I feel a pathway opening up. He added, knowing what I know about the history of this nation, I've wanted, especially in this current time frame, I believe that as Americans, we need to have the conversation about who we were, who we are, and how we got here. LeVar also said he'd been looking for an entry point to talk to white American. Notes, here it is. By the way, I don't think it's lost on anyone that he famously played a slave in the film Roots.
3: Yes, and that which makes this like even a bigger deal. But this doesn't surprise me at all. When, when I think of... Folks of color in this country, and specifically African Americans, I think a lot of them uh, African Americans have uh some white DNA. Now, now one of the things that I have to do, or I know that we efforted it. It was it was between me, my dad, and my sister. Um the results weren't coming to me though. I think they were going to my dad. Okay. Was the whole like I don't know if it was ancestry.com or whatever, but it was one of those deals. And they did get the stuff back, and I can't remember what the—I'm not sure—they shared the results with me. Okay. But the bottom line is, yeah, I'm. Part of me, is not surprised, but like I look at my um, my family's heritage. We have um, a a, a bunch of family members that are part Native, so like like my okay. So like my my father's mother had Native mm-hmm. in her blood. Okay. Yep.
4: Yeah, I I think the longer, it, if we go back and we all look. At our history, we're gonna find some very unique things if we go back.
3: Well, hold on, you know, two centuries. Hold on. Let's be honest. You go all the way back. You you all got black DNA. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean you go all the way yeah. back. You got black DNA.
4: So you and I Stop are playing. No, I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> so we're brothers, right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, what um, up, bro? <laughs> Yo, bro, what's up? <laughs> oh man. Uh, Hey, Madonna may have to learn a lesson in punctuality the hard way as two men just filed a class action lawsuit against her for starting her concerts late. According to the documents, Michael Fellows and Jonathan Hadner leading the charge against the legendary pop star concert organizer Live Nation claiming they owe big damages after shows that were scheduled to start at 830 didn't end up starting until 1030. According to the lawsuit, Late Start constitutes a, quote, a wanton exercise in false advertising, negligent misrepresentation, and unfair deceptive trade practices. Now, the plaintiffs are suing for unspecified damages and taking aim at all three nights. Madonna showed up late to the Barclays Center in December, but they say Madonna has a long, documented history of not starting on time. (laughs) These guys also list their pricey tickets, listing the dollar amounts at $155.90, And $292.50, respectively, in their mind, that's how much money went down the drain considering how late she was. Now, remember, a serious bacterial infection put Madonna in the hospital and she was fighting a fever for about a month before she finally collapsed. Obviously, the tour was postponed, finally kicking off in October. Now, we know that people were upset about Monada's tardiness because when the New York City shows went down back in December, fans took to social media to voice their displeasure, waiting for the Queen of Pop and for what it's worth... Source at the time said the delay was due to sound issues. I mean, if you're paying 199 and two if you're paying that kind of money for a Madonna concert in New York City, dude, you're sitting in the cheap seats <laughs> because those tickets are expensive, and if you're going to watch it at the Barclays, good seats are going to have to cost you probably a, a month's worth of salary here.
3: Yeah, but what they got to do with the gripe?
4: No, but I, I it's a silly gripe. You got the concert anyway.
3: Like nah, d- it's not that silly of a gripe.
4: It's a, it's like, a like, very like, silly gripe. You got gripe. the
3: concert, but but th- these. I think the artist should do right by the uh, by the uh, by the patron. They should do right by the uh, the consumer.
4: So what? Like, she- like
3: like like Lauren Hill. She always shows up late, allegedly. Like seriously, like if she's supposed to go on stage at like eight, they say she doesn't show up sometimes by like midnight. That's unacceptable.
4: Yeah, I, it is. But I mean, if you know that she's going to be late. Then you show up late. I mean, come on. Don't sit there. I think these
3: guys are... Why are you going to show up late? They're,
4: they're, there could be other
3: acts on the bill. I know.
4: Th- this is kooky talk by those guys wanting to get money from Madonna because the show started late. I mean, man, I wish I could sue for every show that started late. Man. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I got you. Guys, right. go. You know what? Go watch... You know, something else. Go see J-Lo or Taylor Swift or something. Wow. wow. Yeah. But Madonna, ma- Madonna's
3: not for you. You can't handle the queen of pop. All right. Thanks for Word on the Street. Coming up next, we will, Uh, well, I must confess, Nikki Haley, she's 100% right about something. And you guys know I'm not a fan of Nick- Nikki Haley either. But we'll get to what she's right about. We'll do that next year on The Lake Show. Nikki Haley is 100% right, and you know I'm not a fan, but she's spot on here. Nikki Haley, um, she, she's 100% correct about a situation that has been brought up, and you look at it with regards to debating. So tonight she is part of a town hall. Um, I think this might be like her second town hall. But the, the bigger issue is that when we talk about these debates, she has went on record and said that she's over the debates. She doesn't want to do any more of these debates unless Donald Trump is involved in the debates. And I don't blame her. She is right. Yeah. Donald. So, 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 I don't care if somebody is assumed to be the presumptive nominee. If it's Joe Biden, debate. If it's Donald Trump, debate. You don't get a pass where you're just like, I ain't doing no debates. That's not how this should work. I'm not saying that that it's not how it works because we see how it's working but everybody should be involved you should be debating and i'm consistent with this thing okay let me be clear here i'm consistent with this because i said this even going back to when it was um scott jensen and governor walls i said the same thing about cuz people are like well governor walls he's trying to you know he wants to de- debate him debate scott jensen what do you what, don't be scared go toe to toe just go out there Put it out there. Yeah. Answer the questions. That's it. Now, I'm not going to say it's the same thing here because Governor Walls did debate uh, Scott Jensen uh, numerous times. For some, it wasn't enough, and we can—I mean, we can have that conversation. I wouldn't mind if they debated one additional time, but—but but the bottom line is, they debated uh, a few times. Here, how can I can't take you seriously? If you're not willing to debate, I for Donald Trump,
4: there's nothing for him to gain from from agreeing to debate with Nikki Haley because he's so far ahead. So I understand him not wanting to. However, as I look at it, and maybe I'm in the minority, I just feel like you get Donald Trump up there and you try and grill him on facts and figures he don't want that he's going to get destroyed but but he's going to get embarrassed and he doesn't
3: want if that if you're scared to debate should you be running for office in the first place i'm dead serious
4: no you 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 shouldn't but donald trump doesn't work in the realm of common sense and think about what's best for everybody donald trump if, if you again, if you put him out there, I don't think he matches up with a lot of a, a lot of the policies and a lot of you know if you could you cannot get into a conversation with Donald Trump where it does not turn into personal name calling. That's what it would devolve into.
3: But at least you're at least at least you're attempting to debate. Text line here from the six one two asking what about Biden and Dean Phillips debating? Yes, L absolutely. I've, yes. I've, I've said, I've, if you listen to the show, I've said that. I said long before Dean Phillips even announced he was going to run. Party doesn't matter. It does not matter. I said the same thing with Governor Walls, and people are like, "Well, he should he should debate him more times than what he's done already." Yes. I said it then. I'm I'll say it again. Yes, on all of that, it doesn't matter who the two particular people. You, to, to me, we cannot have somebody that says that they want the job but they're running from the smoke. Yeah, don't run from the smoke. If you're all dead in a bag of chips, go debate. Go debate. It's a,
4: it, it's a lot of bravado. It's a lot of like you said, running from the smoke. I th- I think that's a a pretty good way to describe it.
3: And the tactic of well, you know what? He doesn't need it because he's so far out in the lead. I, I just that bothers me, man. The the whole well, we don't. No, we we we. It ain't that we just need you to. We want you to, we want, give us something that we can feel good about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
4: Tell me more about, not you, we, we know enough. Tell us more when you are asked a specific pinpointed question, answer it, you know, foreign policy, domestic, I mean, anything, any question at all, just answer it. I think that's all we're asking for. We're just asking for answers with the debate,
3: right? I just... It just bugs me because I think at this particular point, I don't think that... Well, first off, Trump doesn't want to debate any of these people because he knows that when he plays to his base, they're going to eat it up. They're going to eat it up. Because yeah. he can say he can say that COVID's going to disappear in the air uh, when it gets hot out. Oh, yeah, we believe that. Uh, 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 the other thing about I can end a war or things that are going on in one day. Nonsense! But come on. I. I but I, I
4: feel by by
3: debating doesn't doesn't the people that that believe in having common sense wouldn't they want to debate to hear what what the candidates have to say? I I would think so. I would absolutely think so. Especially Dean Phillips.
4: Yeah, like
3: I, like I, if, he but, he would just got to say.
4: Yeah, and, and to me. Like, you're going to be exposed. That's what I, I I feel the fear is being exposed of not being prepared and not being educated because you cannot you cannot sell the same shtick to the general public that you do to the niche. That's that's the problem.
3: But that's a problem in itself.
4: Yeah, schtick. absolutely. That that goes back to what you were talking about with Aaron Rupar. Like it it is a you're playing to this this one particular base, but this base is not the entire population like you may you may feel this is what's going to make you feel good, but at the end of the day, like you need to tell everybody else about it change the perception, change our minds because a lot of us right now until you give us a reason to change our minds? we're not changing. prove me wrong. yeah. and the, you can't do it like you said Henry, if you're running from the smoke.
3: and the other thing, and i and i want to see this updated here. what's going on with senator uh, menendez? like what's going on with him? bro, you got to give up them gold bars, man.
4: Uh, he's he's he got to go. you got to he, sell he's, your he's gold bars.
3: Go. i don't i don't care i don't care that you're 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 a democrat. I shouldn't even have to say that because people listen to the show enough. They know I don't care about the party thing. Like, he got to go, man. Yeah. yeah. George Santos had to go. You got to go.
4: If you are corrupt and you have and you and your wife have separate trials in a bribery case, you are a slime bag. Okay, slime ball, scumbag, whatever you put them together. You get my point
3: from the 651. This person, I don't know what what they're listening to. If they're if they're bouncing around a bunch of different stations, um if they're if they're seriously ignoring what we're talking about. With all due respect, they're saying about walls and just we spoke to that Joe we just said yeah. that we I cited Walls and Jensen. Walls walls didn't. He, oh my he, God. What he,
4: what are we doing here? You you said Tim Walls would not debate enough. You wanted more. You wanted more Tim Walls and, and Scott Jensen.
3: What do you what what, what do you what maybe, did you hear, Joe? Yeah, maybe he just Joe got, from Egan. Tell you I mean you can call in too. Six five one four six one nine two two six. what I'm I'm trying to figure out what, what part did you miss about me going in on on Governor Walls. Maybe
4: maybe he just yeah, maybe he just, maybe just tune.
3: All right. Yeah. Maybe I, he just I, tuned I, in. Maybe just. I, 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 I'll. I'll. I'll back off. I'll back
4: yeah, off. Yeah, because because it was it was a couple of minutes ago that we did talk about it. yeah, you know, maybe you just flipped the, over. I, I,
3: I, I'll back off his whataboutisms. I'll back off.
4: them. Of but it. yeah, just kind of ex, ex, <laughs> ex, explain it again, though. I mean, just put, no,
3: put no, it no, out there again. But, no, regardless of your political leanings, you need to be part of the debates. We said this. Back when it was Walls and Jensen. We said it then. I'll say it again. Nikki Haley's right. Trump should be part of the debates. Dean Phillips should be debating uh, Joe Biden. Whoever should be debating Joe Biden. It shouldn't be a free pass on any stuff. I don't believe in that.
4: Let the people hear from all of the parties. Let them hear about it in that environment. Because I feel like that's the best way, if you really care about the American people, let them hear if you guys have contrasting views. Let them hear what you both have to say, and let them make up their own mind. I'm gonna
3: give Joel a pass. Maybe he yeah. should, maybe he got in late yeah. to the conversation.
4: No, it's it's all good. I mean, I, that yeah, was the very first happened. thing that
3: I brought up. It, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it
4: was. It was. You mentioned Nikki Haley, and then you went into. But, I, but, but, I, I, but, wish, but, I wish I wish we would have seen more Tim Walls. But, but, I think a lot but, of us did.
3: But, but to be fair, though, I don't believe that Tim Walls ran from Scott Jensen. I think that he didn't debate him as, as much as we wanted him to. It's not that they never did debate. They oh, clearly yeah. no, debated they, they did, th- yes. several times.
4: But you would have wanted more debates.
3: I think that's what people were calling.
4: It. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, there, there's a there's a distinct difference. I, I don't think Tim Walls was running either.
3: I actually think that Jensen not debating Walls um was going to help Jensen. I, I really do believe and this is the reason why. Because every time Jensen Started talking during a, a stretch. He was kept putting his foot in his mouth, and I'm like, at some point you got to shut it down. So he's screaming for debates. It's like, sir, mm-hmm. listen to what you're saying. Like, no one's th- your message is not resonating with people. So yeah. I don't know that you want to debate right now. And it, yeah, it's
4: it's so hard because he, you know you don't know the reason why I did. Did Tim Walls, was he not comfortable? Did Scott Jensen, was that something that his camp was, was calling for? I mean, I, I don't know of the particulars behind, but at the end of the day, we didn't get a, as much of it as we would have wanted. But I do feel we do need Joe Biden and Dean Phillips if they're both going to be candidates. We need that. Let the American people hear from both. We need Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. But it's just going to devolve into. And an, DeSantis,
3: a, it, come on! Don't forget. And your boy. DeSantis, don't, yeah. don't, don't forget your boy Ronnie.
4: That's right, man. The Magic Kingdom. Me and me and Ron DeSantis. We're going to go. Uh, we're going to go ride Space Mountain together. That's right. It's oh, a. Oh man. It's a small world
3: after all. Final segment of the late show coming up next. Man. I definitely got a. I got some of the Magna Crow kind of upset tonight, didn't I?
4: They're still on you, huh?
3: No, I'm just saying. I, I didn't see some of the texts from earlier. See, I see the response. Again, yes. what did the old man do for you? You are the blowhard with the microphone, but you can't tell us.
4: <laughs> but blowhard is spelled wrong. I know it is. So, blowhard. <laughs> My heart. Your heart is blowing. There. <laughs> Blowheart. That like Braveheart. <laughs> Man, Blowheart. Misspelled. Right on cue.
3: Oh my gosh!
4: What's the What's the last one? You're entertaining in a reverse warped way. It exa- oh, I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's the the last one. I have to hand it to you—you're actually entertaining in a reverse warped way. When I'm hearing you oh, and what you God. say, exemplifies. Obviously it.
3: dubious. Dubious about what?
4: Misdirected, misinformed. Six five
3: one four six one nine two. You people are always—we don't have time tonight. <laughs> but just as easy it is to hide behind a text. You feel free to call.
4: Purveyors of propaganda, but <laughs> but they spelled it correctly. So I'm willing to hear this one out. <laughs> obviously dubious
3: <laughs> it's dubious when I'm glad you're entertained man I really am it's it's dubious I'm when here I... to entertain you <laughs> so you can hand it to me man <laughs> hey man I- I'm glad you handed it to me
4: you feeling all right you're running from the smoke oh, right now aren't man, you
3: I feel so good I feel great don't you? You're
4: you going to make it through the night? You all right?
3: Yeah. Man, this I, has I, been. I just love when the people go.
0: Purveyor propaganda.
4: <laughs> you got to be Arr. careful. I don't think our company, I don't think we can afford another keyboard if you break that one. <laughs> you the might purveyor, have to. It's purveyor propaganda. <laughs> you got to admit it's clever, though. A purveyor of propaganda. I'm entertained. He entertained me. That's good. Thank I mean, you. that's that is just that is really well worded I like it
1: oh yeah I, yeah
3: have a good night in front of the six seven six three I don't know what to tell you man he's he's in his feelings oh what I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't I don't get it
4: I don't get it either but you know
3: what do I know? Back at it tomorrow. Same station, same time, 6 PM, right here, the Lake Show. Only good neighbor. Propagandist.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.